Welcome to It's a Slate of Mind with Allison Hazelden. This is the entertainment industry's video podcast, where we spark honest, unfiltered conversations within the community about things we're all thinking about, but don't talk about enough. I invite you to join my circle of friends, both new and old, as we tackle the industry together. Hey guys, welcome to episode 13 of It's a Slate of Mind. I'm your host, Allison Hazelden, and oh my gosh, I cannot believe that we're already on episode 13. We only have, after this one, two more episodes until we are completely done with season one of the show, and I am just so excited. These last couple episodes are just chock full of inspiration, motivation, and helpful tips, and I think you guys are really going to get a lot out of them. So today I have the incredible honor to share a conversation with you all that I had with my good friend and acting coach, Dustin Lewis. Um, Dustin is an actor. He is a coach. He is now a producer as well. You might have seen some of his work on shows like uh, Ozark, The Resident, uh, House of Cards. He's been in films this year like First Man and The Hate You Give. And uh, you can check out his IMDb. His credits are too many for me to name in one sitting, but he is incredibly successful and just not only as an actor, but as a coach. And um, he's actually one of the first coaches I worked with when I moved here to Atlanta and was a huge part of uh, getting me to feel really comfortable and confident in this market and in all the opportunity that was here. So he just is full of knowledge and he is going to tell us a little bit today about one of the phrases that he's coined that is preparation, not planning, and how what that means for us as actors and in our work, as well as outside of our work and in our lives and all the other things that we have going on in this business. So we talk a little bit about that. We also hear what his top three things that he's noticed in actors across the board that are the biggest issues and how to fix them. We also might hear him sing a little tune in German. So get ready for that. This is an awesome episode. You guys are going to love it. Uh, So without further ado, here is Dustin Lewis. So Dustin, so let's, let's tell everyone a little bit about you and your background and um, kind of a little bit about your journey to where we are now. Okay. Well, gosh, it's a long journey. I'm kind of old. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Never. Well, here's the thing. Um, yeah, I found uh, the arts and theater. I'm from central Illinois originally when I was nine years old and they, I was trying to find my thing, mm-hmm. you know, as a lot of kids yeah. do. And uh, my community theater... Um, uh, had their very first um, children's theater oh. for the summer, you know. Yeah. And so my mom's like, hey, do you want to try this? Because I did sports with my dad. I did this and that. And um, I went in. They painted my face like a cat. And we did all kinds <laughs> of theater games, and I was hooked. No way. Yeah. So it was, was it just kind of like a out of the blue, like, let's see if he likes it? Or had yeah. you already been kind of like really into your movies and music or anything like that? Yeah, I think I was always kind of a – an expressive kid anyway. Um, so I think they were trying to to find somewhere to funnel that energy. And kind of the last thing that we hit on was the, was this theater. And it just happened to be something that came up 
where I think I think my parents were probably a little bit on like, uh, now what do we do with them? Like and we then need this something. popped up and they're yeah. like, okay, well, how about this? Because it was very, right. very, had lots of energy as a child. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, so they were the like, point, thank goodness this works. <laughs> oh, yeah. And to the point of like, let's maybe try drugs and see if Ritalin <laughs> oh will help. God. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was a little bit of a terror. Well, I'm glad then that this was the thing that worked and not <laughs> yeah. the drugs. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, that was considered at, at one point. Yeah. Yeah. So then after that, I mean, like, I, I literally was hooked. So by the time, um, and the only reason I know this, my, com- my community theater in central Illinois, I'm from Canton, Illinois, originally, which okay. is in Fulton County, Illinois, instead of Fulton County, mm. Georgia. Um, they had a thriving community theater there. And um, a bunch of people who had, you know, went to school, came back. It was kind of oh, that wow. type of thing for a small huh. central Illinois town. We're not far from Peoria, Illinois, okay. which is dead okay. center. But um so I was really fortunate that they had a summer barn theater and then they had a mm. winter theater in this giant warehouse. Okay. So they were producing things all year round. Cool. And by the time um, I, I was looking into, you know, and I did band, did all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, plays, all that kind of stuff in yeah. school, all that, all the stuff that the normal theater kids do. Um, but by the time I was uh, 15, um, I was looking, I, I wanted to get at Northwestern has what's called the National um, High School Institute. Okay. Um, and it's called the Cherub Program. And basically, um, they do journalism, they do all kinds of stuff, but they do theater as well. And what oh. you do, it's basically like you go stay in the dorms like you're in college oh, nice. for like, I think it was six or eight weeks in the summer. Oh, wow. And so then they have juniors in college come and oh. are your teachers. And then there's heads departments as well. But you live in the dorms, you eat in the dorms. Oh, that's fun. They're really cool. So I wanted to apply for that. And one of the things you had to do is list all of your theater experience. And I think I had worked on from nine years old to 15, either done spotlight or painted mm. the set or ushered or anything. I think I had worked, I think if I remember right, had worked on like 45 productions. Wow. And I was like, okay, this is kind of, you know, when you actually look at it at a young yeah. age, like that, I'm like, I've done a lot. Right. I'm really proud of that. So, and then I got into Northwestern and that kind of solidified the fact that um, I could do this as a career. Yeah. You know, awesome. and so from then on, it, the, that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. I turned. I, I have an August birthday, so I turned sixteen just after that, and then had, you know, um, two more years right. of high school. But you were all in. I was definitely all. I, I think yeah. I was all in before, but I think that just solidified that, like, hey, people really do this. Right, it's a real thing. It's a real thing, right? Yeah. And it's my thing, right? Oh, for I me, that. it's. I always say I find my tribe, like yeah. literally. Yeah. Um, and um, I actually get to go back this summer with some of the same people oh. and do a, a performance. So it's oh, really special that's so cool. after all these years. Yeah. I yeah, love yeah. That. It's going to be really cool. So then you went to school at Northwestern. <clears throat> no, I no, didn't you, end up going to school okay. there. I went to Butler university went to Butler. Okay. in Indianapolis for a okay. short time. Um, ended up not staying there to yeah. graduate. Um, their program was weird. It was, I chose really incorrectly okay. um, for that. I think we were the second year of what they call a musical theater program, mm. but it was like you yeah. were, you were a theater major and then a double minor in dance and vocal performance. And it was a five-year program. I don't know what I was thinking. Huh. And okay. it would just was not the right choice. I should have gone to conservatory or something. Right. Was, you know, yeah. Right. But you, you figured it out. Luckily. I did, you yeah. You didn't stay the full five years. <laughs> I didn't because I would have still been paying right. off loans right. probably. But um, And I got a job at Bush Gardens when I yeah. was literally like 18 oh after gosh. I quit school and started working past yeah. that ever since yeah and just never looked back really so, so my focus was musical theater at Bush, at Bush Gardens. Yep, in williamsburg okay not the tampa one not the, tam- not the well, florida one i didn't work at 
any bush gardens either but i mean yeah. i feel like any anyone who's ever worked at a theme park like i feel a sense work. of camaraderie with well them. what's so cool yeah and you know what's so cool there back then that was like 93 or something like that um the the education part of it because they knew they had lots of young performers mm. that's where I learned how to partner girls that's where I learned yeah we had classes throughout yeah. the whole summer we did a, a theater night where we did plays you know excerpts that's from plays awesome. it was so cool that's was, great and that so that training ground I feel like was just right. uh you know I couldn't have traded that in yeah you know? yeah but I okay. do I do wish I would have gone to more of a, a conservatory program at one point mm-hmm. but I did okay so sure yeah I mean I think it's it's always interesting to see like where people fall Everybody's on, on the schooling, different. especially on the schooling oh, yeah. spectrum though. Absolutely. Cause I know like when I, I mean, just because I had already had so many like agents and coaches and people telling me things when I was like growing up in my brain, I was never, ever going to go to college for a mm-hmm. theater ever. They were like, mm-hmm. why would you do that? Just go put your money into, you know, private coaching and whatever. And, but then other people I know, like they would not trade their years in a conservatory for anything in the world. So right. I think it's always so interesting to see. Yeah. I think fall. it's an interesting discipline to be able to fall into. That's one thing mm-hmm. I had, I had the drive and I had like, I wanted just to perform period. So I think that helped me. Yeah. But I think what I did lack was kind of a discipline sure. <clears throat> thing. You know, sure. I kind of just learned by making mistakes. Right. Just you know, there, which is kind of cool, but, but yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, but you want to hire me even though I don't know really oh, what I'm doing? Cool. Yeah. All right. Thank let's you. Do it. <laughs> That's so funny. So then when did you make the switch then from mostly theater to film? Cause I know you kind of have a unique pathway there. Yeah. The official, I guess the official switch was, it will be, it, it's, you know, now that I think about it, I keep saying five years, but it will be five years in August. Cause right. I really made the official decision on my birthday, right. my my fortieth birthday, and I feel like a lot of people don't know that about you that you didn't really commit to film until that, right? Yeah, and I did there. have an agent um, before that, and I kind of dabbled in it. Yeah. I I, would, I I went into it very much. I kind of had that, not that I was some big dramatic actor. I did mostly musical theater mm-hmm. um, for my for my twenty some year career that I did that, but um, being in this market, <clears throat> I knew that that was you know TV and film was a thing, right. obviously. Um, we have a house down near Peachtree city area and they were filming drop dead diva down there. Mm. So I was like, it was like, you know, I told my husband, I was like, I think I might go do some extra work just to kind of dip my toes. In. Right. And that see was what's going on. Yeah. Just yeah. see what it's like. I have no clue what it's like. I'd never right. really been on a set. I, I think I had never really been on a set at all. And so I started doing, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, there's, this is a whole different animal. Right. Mm. And then, um, I ended up getting an agent um going out on some things i booked like um singing dancing something of course it was right. joyful noise right. so i was like in the choir singing oh, and dancing yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. okay that type of thing um which is so cool to shoot and i guess sure. you know, meet meet um queen latifah or dana she said you know, <laughs> she came and introduced herself as dana and you know dolly parton and stuff like that yeah. so that was so cool yeah. and i had this agent i was going out for commercials and stuff like that but then after that um the casting director on joyful noise started calling me in for like drop dead diva for like guest stars oh, and heavy, like fun. heavier co-stars and stuff. But I had no clue what I was doing. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'd yeah. never taken it on camera class. Right. I'd never done any of that. And so I kind of like I six or seven auditions with it for like bigger thing, you know, and I mean, series regular, right. but I mean, for somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Right. So I didn't know about eyelines, anything. Oh my gosh. And so wow. I, I, 
my agent and I at, at the time had a conversation. I was kind of booked out with theater for about a year and a half. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to not put myself in a position where I don't know what I'm doing. Sure. So um, I just said to her, and it was a mutual thing. I said, here's what's going on. Right now, I don't have time to study. I, I'm not sure. I need time. She said, well, let's just break this off. And when you decide to come back, let's figure it yeah. out if, if you want. And I was like, I think you're completely right. right. You know, let's let's make this mutual, mutual break. And we did. And then after a while, and I told my husband, I said, on my 40th birthday, I'm going to dive in. Um, and I'm only going to commit to that. I'm taking a break from theater for a couple of years and let's just see what happens. And that's what we did. Wow. And I got in a class with Natalia Livingston at Actors Boutique first. Okay. Um, she wasn't at that time offering on camera classes, mm. which brought me to Drama Inc. and okay. OC1. Oh my gosh. Wow. Which was four and a half years ago soon. Well, more than that. It'll be four and a half years ago in August or it will be September that I started with them. And then I had an agent by December. Wow. So it was quick. Wow. It was really yes. quick. And then you, the, yeah, just... yeah. It was like my first. You know, I, I, uh, I. It was kind of the whole thing. I sent all my stuff out. Right. You know, and um, then finally in December, privileged talent called me. Yeah. And well, I'm glad they did. You know, that was right before Jacob took over. Oh, okay. And um, I, you know, I, I auditioned for about six months quite a lot didn't book anything not one thing I think maybe I had a couple callbacks and then I booked the lead um and it was kind of a heavier lead on um hmm. swamp murders it was okay. my first real oh, on-camera fun. job where I had you know yeah something to do and it was kind of one of those anomalies where like it was the uh detective was in a ton like hmm. I shot for I think six days on that oh really yeah it was oh. really cool wow yeah, that's yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, I think it was five or six days. I was just like, wait, what would what's happening? You know, it's like the one super, super, super involved detective. It was really interesting <laughs> because I don't remember a ton of them that they had right. the detective that involved right. um, in it, and it was uh, it was an amazing experience. Cool. I got to kind of do everything, right. you know, walk and talks, you know, all the stuff where you 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 hear about and you don't always have been able to put them to practice. Right necessarily yeah. yeah you know all the little sure. technically things you know then they walked us through it and they were very yeah, kind and that's they, great yeah that's so fun and that then from there it's just been and then it was house of cards was my second thing yeah no way swear to god i did not know that yep yep my two lines with um oh, i hate you so much <laughs> <laughs> but like no i love you but uh, wow yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cool and then i mean you guys can look up his IMDb because it's it's beautiful. He has it's insane. Had a, a beautiful track record for the past five years. I'm just I'm very fortunate, and I just I just you know I, gosh, it's I, mean, I don't know what I, think, it, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like I I don't think I'm any different from anybody I think else. You know, you just have had a really. I mean, I think you're a perfect case of like timing and all of that because I think you know you, this moment that you decided to commit to it, you're in a range and a, a casting that was prime you know well yeah and for so the time in atlanta yeah. too and like four and a half years ago was, you know i think it started really there became sure. um, more um more roles and more projects right. started to really start to grow too so which that was, i unintentionally planned yeah. it really well for well, that yeah, you yeah, know yeah. i mean i think just like <clears throat> the universe was conspiring to get you yeah and i love position. it and i do yeah. love it that's the thing right. and I, I i never i it just wasn't an idea i ever had to do it really sure and I think that's the fun of it. Crazy? I love it. No, no, they yeah. are paths. And now you also teach as well. Yes, and you know, um, I did 
have some past Meisner training. I, um, uh, like I said, started in on camera one with <laughs> drama <laughs> with Jason and Kat, and then um, took about every single class that they offered and started working a lot. And um, one of those classes was Aaron Burns six month bunch mm. program who Aaron studied with Maggie Flanagan in uh, New York city who, you know, is like a third generation Meisner teacher. So Aaron's about the fourth generation and I'm the <laughs> fifth, but um, we hit it off really well. I loved the technique. Um, it's very impro- improvisational and very mm-hmm. opening, you know, of, sure. of the humanity in you. And um, I just really, uh, it, it just really, opened me up and um, I started subbing for her and you know it's something when it just kind of falls into your lap and then also it's just easy for me like mm-hmm. it's just something and I've always taught right, in some way or right. another so I've always been a, a kind of an instructor um, but Meisner just felt right yeah and then when she decided to not do the program anymore um, she asked if I'd like to take it over oh. and I did awesome. and I love it Yes, and you have been. Yes, and I have been. And I teach an on-camera two class. And then Catherine Dyer and I teach The Breakdown, yes. which is uh, a preparation, freeing of obstacles, mm-hmm. memorization technique class right. that we love to teach. It's so fun. Yes. All fabulous. I can't say I've been in all of them, but I've worked with Dustin and he's great. So everyone everyone should take class with him. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. So that I feel like that's a pretty good. Is there anything I else? think that's really a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's like <laughs> that's, that's a lot. That's like a my solid. life story. <laughs> and you spent, I mean, you spent most of your career, you'd say, in New York. I would say we'll throw that in there now, or just <clears throat> no, not at all. Quite, quite the contrary. Oh, I only lived in New York for three oh, months for three of my months? entire life. What? When I I worked in Atlantic City as a dancer for a while, oh. and then I moved to New York for three months, got a job doing Miss Saigon in Germany. And so I worked for a company in Germany for like, I think about two years. I was in the original cast of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh, fun. We did, and I'm on the original cast album. Oh. I'm going to solos because that was a swim, but but I'm on it. You have an original cast album. So everything was in German. And um, yeah. Can you still sing things in German? Yeah. Uh, Some Joseph, do you want that? Yeah. Go, 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 Joseph, you're falling in Kim Fighter Yosef, du schaffst das Nachmann. Shalala Yosef, mach was da raus. Du und dein Traum, gleich der Zeit weit voraus. Oh my gosh. Crazy, right? That's and the Saigon was in German too. Wow. Yeah, Can you, like, is that the only German you know is like the stuff from the show? Yeah, God, that's been since I was like 21. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm impressed that you that you still have that, that unlocked. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Ooh. I'm sure you did it a thousand times. We did it in ten. Yeah. yeah. That's, oh my gosh, thank you. That's Isn't that funny? I'm going to keep that moment with me forever. Like forever. That's amazing. That's okay. So I think you can get it on iTunes if you want to hear Honestly, it. yeah. Maybe that'll be like the backing track of this whole Oh my God, just German. This whole interview. That, yeah, it's yeah. not a well German Joseph. German Joseph from the early 90s. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lauren asked for Beyonce. I got her Beyonce. She did. Yes, that's so, good. Well, ask and you go. shall receive. Okay, I love it. Um, so today, I mean, we, we didn't really set like a singular topic for today, but one of the things that I love that you always say in class is preparation, not planning. And I think that kind of can go into a lot of our parts of our lives, both on and off camera Yeah. Um, as actors and just as anyone in this industry. So I, I think we're just going to kind of dive into a few of the things from your class and love from that. your teaching. Um, so I want to start though with how do you think 
um, being a coach, uh, especially for on camera, has helped you personally as an actor? Well, I think it just helps me, honestly. It, it makes you look at the script and I take, I always take a person's gut um, instinct to the script first, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't try and start pushing my own opinion on right, it, right? right? Because I really think even with that preparation versus planning, um, I think that if if you go in and a coach is immediately telling you what to do, mm-hmm. well, it's not their audition. Right. So um, my thing is, well, let's talk about it. Where are you coming from? Usually your gut instinct on something is going to be where you're going to be able to connect more truthfully. Right. And in TV and film especially, to find that personal connection is the gold because sure. they're hiring us, right? right? So when I go in... <clears throat> it's opened me up to look at things a different way because everybody does it differently. Mm. Everybody has a different idea. Um, yeah. And then just doing teaching every week, you can't help number one, be inspired by people's progress. Right. Um, which grounds me more and, and lets me go, Oh my gosh, that's, that's really inspiring. I want to keep improving mm-hmm. too. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and absolutely. And I just do being around it every day helps. Yeah. That's not to say like, I haven't been in class for a while. So like me personally, I need to be the student, right. which I'm working on trying to figure that out for myself, sure. you know, sure. um, because it's so different than being on set. Right. Absolutely. Like scene study and being up on my feet is something that I need to figure out for myself. Yeah. So that's still in part of my journey. I need to figure out how to work that yeah. in. So it sounds like it kind of has opened up more thoughts about like the psychology of people and like how your students are analyzing the script versus how maybe your first instinct would be. And yeah. And also, you know, I mean, I, I think I have kind of a director brain as well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and that's something I would love to do eventually is, is, is direct. And so being able to learn how to talk to an actor, um, not like an actor, but as a human being, right? because I think that's somewhere we fall off too. And, And that's just helps me develop my way of, um, of the way I work too, I, it gets me out of my head trying to be all actory and being like, "What's mm-hmm. my beat? My objective? The this? The right. that?" And I can say, "Well, how am I feeling here? What is this making me feel?" And it's helped me broaden and and tighten my um, my process too. Yeah. And, yeah, and making my process more human for me. Right. The more I help others, does right. that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So I find I find like I say that a lot too. I think that's my. You say my, what a lot? No, I say, uh, uh, I say, uh, does that make sense? Oh yeah, You'll, you, you do. I do. I say, you, do. you haven't noticed that yet. No, no, I have. Oh, I think it's more in Meisner. Well, I've heard you say. I don't know. Usually, when you say something to me in class, I just like get what you're saying. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. But it's my. I, it's it's one of my things. It's not. An it's act, not. It's not action. Actual question. It's not. No. And I, I realize that about myself. Question. The more I've been teaching, yeah. I, I I go knowing myself. Yeah. It's for you. Anyway. It's a question for you. It is. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Right. Good. That does right. make sense. Right. Yeah. Right. It's funny. Yeah. No, it's good. <clears throat> yeah. No, absolutely. I can, I can, I've, I've never taught, uh, acting, but I can imagine it's like you're flexing the muscles that the rest of us are flexing only when we're auditioning like 24 seven. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And it's just seeing a different perspective in it, in it. Um, you know, seeing the way people, some people get nervous and just, it, it's a whole, it's a whole other perspective sure. on, on um, what we do yeah, and a helpful perspective I for bet. sure. I love that. For sure. So on that note, what would you say is like, I mean, especially in this market or just in general are like the top things that you notice that people that come through your classes tend to struggle with? Getting it right. 
getting at what the casting director wants or what the director wants because we don't know. We just don't fucking know. Like, mm-hmm. and and I think it's the death of every audition is trying to get sure. it right. Um, stand wanting to stand out and be different from everyone else, mm-hmm. and making a making it, when people say make a strong choice. And then they're like using some weird ass prop or they're like, you know, picking something that's doing a really weird accent. Well, yeah. That's like so out of the box that you, you just like, okay, well now this is taking away from you. Sure. You know, anything that takes away from you and <clears throat> your connection and, and your, your humanity is yeah. not good. Right. Is not good. And some people can handle those really well. And you know, it's a fine sure. line because sometimes, you know, I just had a friend in town um, coach me on something and it wasn't a way I was going to do it. I ended up sending two takes that he brought in my, and I went, I pushed it a little further than I normally would have. And I loved it. Yeah. So, you know, it's, right. but it's also knowing where you can do that and trusting the people that you're getting coaching from. Right. Um, and getting to know yourself. Like yeah. if you, if you go in your head going, <laughs> Oh, but uh, this is really going to make me stand out. Sometimes it's not good to stand out. Sometimes it's like, Oh, She's got the right hair color. Right. She's the right height. She's all this. And she can just give us those lines right. is where you need to live. And if you're doing some batshit, whack out, crazy, weird thing that's not close to what's on the page, then they're going to be like, ooh, this actor might be a little cray. Right. I don't know if we want him on Like the typecast was great. Don't want to deal with all that. Right. Yeah. And some of those, and I think it's also, you know, people knowing, uh, actors knowing where they fit in the story is really huge. Sure. Right. Sure. You know, how, how important are these five lines or are we just getting the, you know, normally we're just for co-stars, we're just getting them to the next place. You, you can say your line. What's that? You're, if it's an under five, what are you, what are you really doing most of the time? Oh, deliver the pizza yeah. or deliver the fucking pizza. Yeah. yeah. I think. <laughs> That, that's usually that usually <clears throat> sums up whenever someone's struggling with that. I feel like you're just like just deliver the pizza, just say the lines, right? right? I mean, just say the lines, right? Um, but I think I think that comes along with what we were talking about sure. the preparation and planning aspect yeah. of things too. Is you know I, I think people just work really too hard sometimes and over prepare. And when I say that, people are like, well, you know, I've got the technique and I've got all this right. and I've got the prayer and I've got to, I do like write everything out and my the page should be full. And, you know, which <clears throat> if you have to do that to get where you need to do, go, go great. I mean, right. you got to figure out your own process. Right. I don't, I'm not, sh- I don't shit on anybody's process because sure. it's, it's different from my process. But I always say, if you can pick it up and you can connect with it and you feel it viscerally. Mm-hmm. Why muddle that gut reaction that's, that's really um, good for, for the story with a bunch of shit that's just going to maybe convolute that? Sure. And not stick, why not stick to your gut? I, 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 my, my, in my opinion, um, the preparation is, is the, the memorization, knowing where you're at, you know, knowing that you're living in this world truthfully. Mm-hmm. And then if you need that um, technique, Right. To bring yourself to a full emotional life because it's not happening, then use that technique. Right. Um, I think we should be able to, as an actor from experience, get to those places a hell of a lot quicker without having to do a bunch of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. And do you I know think, what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think it's it's one of those things, too, where... I mean, beyond... I mean, we've... You know, there's some people who will plan to the point of, like, every word and line and beat... And that obviously is an issue too. Which brings us to 
preparation versus planning. And yes. I, and I think this is the killer of all hum, human behavior within the context of what we do. Number one, I wish we wouldn't call ourselves actors because every time you see acting, we all go, Oh God, oh, that's, that's <laughs> acting. They're acting. I always say, Oh, she's acting real hard or he's yeah. acting real hard. You know, you, you know what I mean when I say that they're just working at it really hard. Right. And especially with TV and film, mostly today, it's like, especially the dramatic stuff. It's like a little camera. Mm-hmm is secretly watching and you almost feel right. you you want to lean into it but almost feel intrusive right sure. and you can't do that by faking it no. or by acting no. you have to let that live and so i think what happens with a lot of people is because they want to get it right and because they want to feel comfortable um and they don't want the nerves to overtake them mm-hmm. they over prepare yeah um exactly what you were saying Every little minute beat pause, right. you know, and and way even of saying un- a word, or the phrase. way, yeah, over, yeah, and that that's the death though too oh, is, yeah. is the line readings. If you keep practicing the line reading, and the reason I see that is because if I give an adjustment that might be a little bit more outside mm-hmm. than what they they might get, I I would say ninety percent of the time they don't get through it truthfully. Right. Or because it falls apart. If it completely falls yeah. apart. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And they, or they and they forget lines. Right. Usually is what happens. Right. And they're like, oh, well, I, I just don't know what happened. I was like, well, you planned the hell out of this. A certain way. You you, you planned one solid way, maybe two. And then right. I gave you a third way to look at it and you couldn't handle it. Right. So, um, yeah. And that's yeah. when I talk about preparation versus right. planning. I, I, I hope um, I hope people understand that, that that's you've got to be malleable. Yeah. You got to be malleable because even when you walk on set, you know, mo- I mean, oh, yeah. especially when you walk on set, you don't know anything about, that's about to go down. No. Lines are probably going to be different sometimes. Right. And, at, you know, it depends on who you're working with. If it's a bigger star, Maybe, they could yeah. be dropping, changing, doing whatever the hell they right. want. They, they could be in a bad mood because they had a really bad day the day before. Right. You know, who knows what the tone's going to be on the set and you've got to stay in your they lane. Could be speeding through your scenes that day or they could be taking a hell of a long time. You don't yes, know. Yes. Yes. There's a time where I sat on set or sat in my trailer um, with, um, not with, but anyway, it was on a film and we sat around for seven and a half hours before they got to us. Wow. Full Oof. and full hair, makeup, everything ready to go. By that point, my face would have melted off. I mean, you would like yeah, <laughs> you all would the have, women were going to touch us. They were. I know. It was just one of those things, you know. And then you have yeah. to go and deliver the goods. Yeah, but I think one thing, and the second that I remember you mentioning this and explaining this for the first time, it just clicked so much with me. I mean, I have a big background in improv. And so for me, I I love improv. I think it's so fun. And this kind of brought everything together from like the improv side and like more like a traditional acting background, because that's really what we're doing. I mean, if you aren't so fluid in the realm of your character and where you are and what you're doing, that you can't make those adjustments, then you're not doing your job, in my opinion, because isn't our job to be our character? Like, yeah, well, I mean, like you want to be so believable that you can change up what you're saying and you know some details about what's going on and still believe that person oh heck yeah and i mean it's about embodying the character but it's also because here's one thing that's freed me up a ton and i talk about this a lot in class is that we're we're not it's not like we're doing the sixth version of any of these characters we're creating these roles so you know Actors getting into TV and film have to understand that they're hiring your essence, Mm -hmm. your essence, not you trying to fit in what you think that they want. 
because the minute you start doing that and takes you away and that makes you nothing special. You're trying to be like everybody else. So if you lean into your quirks and your idiosyncrasies, that's what's hireable because nobody else else has got it. And it's, it's really a hard thing to do because you want to get it right because Mm -hmm. you know, you want to book all that stuff. But, um, that's what's bookable right. in my opinion, you know, and I still do that to myself sometimes too. I'm, you know, I'm like, gosh, why well, I need to lo- I need to loosen this up and just be myself a little more or what part of me is more like this character that I can bring forward right. um, to stand out. Right. You know, and I think people have a, a hard time understanding that they're just enough in their audition, Sure. you know, and sure. depending on the circumstance or whatever, you know, there's something, you know, as everybody talks about slipping your, your feet in the shoes of the character or it's like a fine glove oh, yeah. that you, you know, but I'm not, I think, which I like that idea, sure. but to me, that's a costume piece and your feet are in those and your, your hands are in those first. Mm-hmm. That's what's inside making it move and right. making it live. Right? right. So if you're not comfortable with what you got going on, right. then the shoes are going to sh- make you walk. Yeah, you, you kind of shoot yourself in the in, in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm kind You know, you do, though. Right. And it's a hard thing to do because sometimes it's easier for people to put on a character. It is for sure, me. I mean, sure. like, I did musical theater for years. It's absolutely I'm a character helpful. actor, yeah. you know. I'm used to, like, transforming a little bit. Aesthetics or whatever you, know, you, mean, you or, know. Or an accent or, yeah. you know. And, you know, so... So it is interesting to be able to hide behind those characters, especially mm-hmm. on stage a little bit to this is going like, this is just me right. in this circumstance. Right. In this circumstance, talking to this, this other human, you know? Right. Um, and it's a scary thing, I think, cause it's exposing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I, and I think I wish where, what I get out of this and what I've seen other people kind of settle into once they kind of let it sink in is taking it from that place of like being afraid and like being afraid of not getting it right to like, the freedom to play and have fun because I think that's all it is. I think you do your prep work so that you can get in there and have some fun. Yeah. And you You can, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And your prep work is, you know, well, depending on what you need for the role. I mean, let's, let's face the facts. If there's something, you know, that there's, if if there's a a ton of backstory stuff, that's going to fuel some scenes and you need to know about what happened. It's historically based or whatever to this human being when, or when they were five years old, something really traumatic happened to them. That's carrying over. And it's not necessarily, flushed out for you as well as you'd like and you need to do that prep work of course but if you're doctor number two and it's even a recurring role but the backstory doesn't have anything to do with you i think i think you're doing yourself a disservice to creating all that because i don't because sometimes i don't think it's necessary no and sometimes i think it it fucks with your performance like you're, right. you're trying to carry that into it instead of just being a doctor talking to the patient right you know right. And, I don't well, especially know. i mean with our quick turnaround times on auditions like you could be using all that time much more productively yeah and then coming up with the whole backstory well and getting used to doing those roles and knowing what they are in the context of the story right and just really doing that part of the work too right. i think that's much more valuable than you know sure. going oh well i don't have to do this on this one this right. one i need to dig in a little deeper and I need to figure this out a little more for myself sure. um, to be, to, to live it better, you yeah. know, to create that full human. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, man. It's so interesting what we do. Isn't it though? It is. Yeah. It is. And I think it's an, it's such an interesting process. Um, it's, a, it's such an interesting thing because there's no textbook way to, to do what we do because it's humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I don't mean like it's about humanity. I mean, it's about 
the humanity inside of us that we want to show through. Mm. And it's all, you know, I talk about the Kintsugi um, philosophy. Do you know what that is? It's a Japanese philosophy where they take broken objects like a bowl and they paint the, the, they paint the gold, the cracks gold. And I use that. I talk about that in the breakdown a little bit as well. As we talk about, I'm like, that's what casting wants to see. Mm. They want to see, those cracks in the characters that make mm-hmm. them human and in you because, and it's like thinking about the cracks, the cracks of the light shine right. through. You can say it a thousand different right. ways, but I connect with that Kintsugi. Yeah. I love uh, that. And, that and it really, it's the illumination of the human spirit really. Right. 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 Oh, it's, it's all that. those, all those things that have put cracks in us that make us different and interesting and sure. all that. And I, and it's really sad to see um, somebody feel like they need to hide that when they do their work. Absolutely. Cause that's what makes us interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so right. Love it. Yeah. I think another another thing that um I like about the phrase preparation not planning is while it's absolutely hundred percent applicable to like our work, I think it's so applicable to all of the outside stuff too that we mm-hmm. have to do. Like when it comes to networking and you know, meeting someone really important or like a really important meeting, like if you're gonna, I mean, I think about this all the time. I, I go to networking events and I kind of just well, look around the room and see what people are doing. And... Oh, well, I'm horrible at it. Oh, really? Well, yeah. you should come with us sometimes. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. But but this is my thing, though, is as I see people and I'm like, oh, this person is so wigged out over this event or talking to this person that they have planned everything that oh, they're going to say. And they're like so stressed out about it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, obviously, do your prep work. Like, know who you're talking to. Like, know what you know are some conversation topics you could talk about but like if you're planning out every aspect of how you look and how you're acting and how you're working in this industry and in our community that's like uh-huh. i just don't like big groups of humans all oh, in the one oh, space no. <clears throat> so i end up just being kind of a goober you know it's not really i play i'm just kind of like <laughs> oh cool yeah yeah that's awesome yeah. you know i just yeah you know. I don't know maybe i'm not as bad as i think i'm but no i kind of feel like it is no way yeah i bet not I mean, that's why I have Michael with me because he makes people laugh. But then I'll actually, you know, kind of slip in there yeah. somewhere. Just be like, oh, by the way, <clears throat> I have this it. project if you want to work on it with me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah, he's like your wingman. You're oh yeah, we're each other's wing people because he good. forgets the important questions that we have to talk about. And he's like, oh yeah, okay. yeah right. <laughs> and then I'm, you know, a little bit more serious, so, so he lightens the mood for us. I but, love that. But that's kind of like what we do to like prepare without planning out everything for for just like social aspects because i mean i you know our work is so important but there's so so many pieces of an acting career that yeah. aren't when we're actually working having a life yeah Actually, can't what do you draw from what do you if you don't have experiences right you know right um yeah, I think and that's I think a huge that's one. Even part of preparing instead of planning. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I, I heard you know when you and Lauren were talking about um, when you go to Costa Rica and that whole lead up of being like, oh god, yeah. I'm not going to work yeah. for these days. Like it's really exciting and it's really scary. Right. We're doing the same thing. We're going on like we're going to be gone for like 12 days. Oh my gosh, where are you a, going? We're going out west to <clears throat> and so uh, it's Matt's. Uh, it's a big birthday, so oh, we're fun. taking yeah. But I'm going to have to you know disconnect right and i want to i really do right. want to but the anxiety of you thinking sure. about doing it is like sure Ugh. and it's preparing to take that break yeah and, exactly exactly and not letting it turn into a thing exactly you know? yeah. yeah and we're and we're you know trying to get everything you know everything done before then right you know sure um 
So that's ugh. it's all about that balance. It is it's about the balance. Thing that I feel like we are all, no matter where you are on on this path. Oh, well, we don't I, even have kids, right? Like I think well, about you, like you have the dogs. Some of the, we do have the dogs, which we adore. Um, but I just think about you know some people have people like kids. three kids yeah. that are both actors that are trying it? to navigate all this. No, ma'am. Unless so you have the money for some extra help and support i don't yeah. know oh yeah so this is a shout out to all the parents who are actors you guys are incredible. you guys are the bomb yeah i yeah. don't know how i do it yeah, me either. but i mean speaking of your husband let's talk about chipper dog Productions. yeah that's one of the things we're squeezing in before we leave um chipper dog productions was born out of number one um us wanting to help others tell stories us mm-hmm. wanting to tell some stories that we've got brewing up here and um <clears throat> my husband's always been a huge fan and kind of one toe dipped in the entertainment industry and okay. has a management background and um, is he's always wanted to be a producer. And so um, we're kind of going all in with that. Cool. Um, he's still keeping his day job, right? Yeah. Now. Well, yeah. <laughs> Although he'd love to just be like, I'm a producer yeah. now, which he's um, a side hustle producer. He's though. a side he's hustle producer, but we have a, it's a, right. it's a, a company that we're going to be growing. And um, so yeah, we have our first project um, that we'll be shooting the first weekend of August called Perchance to Dream. Exciting. And so yeah, so Chipper Dog is Chipper is our firstborn. <laughs> Chipper first Dog, yes, and so he is the CEO as we call him of our company. Love it. Yeah. And where? So was it was it just Matt's idea, or, or was it something that you had also been kind of ruminating over? Oh, absolutely. It was a, yeah. it was a it was a, a thing both of us talked about and. Cool. Um, timing just seemed right and um, yeah 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 and, and it's uh you know we just <clears throat> we don't tell all kinds of stories of course we want to focus on people and stories that um uh, don't get the chance to be told sometimes sure. you know um we're really happy to have a hugely female female dominant um uh, production team for this particular mm. um short that we're doing uh, the writer director as she says she's a she's a woman over 40 Lovely. Yes, I know. And, you know, honestly, there's not that, that many, oppor- haven't been that many opportunities that we see full on of right. women in those positions, which, you know, I've, I've had the, ugh, it's been so great. I've had a lot of uh, female directors mm. that have just, I mean, I've been my best experiences um, and, you know, female VP, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, my thing is we don't do that just because we want to work with sure. chicks. Sure. <laughs> you know what no, I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, it's the, the right people for, for uh, this piece. Right. And, um, yeah, and we're, so we're very exciting. happy about that, though. Yeah. I find my comfort around women as oh, well. Oh, I love that. So what, how, I guess, since you're, I mean, you're still about to launch your first project, mm-hmm. but is there anything about this process for you as an actor kind of transitioning and, into producing that has been a little, a little lesson that you might want to pass on to people who might be considering making that jump for themselves? Or has it been smooth sailing? Preparation and planning, baby. Uh, well, <clears throat> that's the thing. I, this is where you need preparation and lots of planning, yeah. you know, and, and to have a good team that you trust. Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is don't try. I think a lot of people go out trying to do it kind of by themselves, sort of, you know sure. what I mean? They're like, I'm going to get this made. And then yeah. they kind of, then a lot of those projects don't get made because they don't right. have a team that they trust. And, or they're clutching on to their, yeah. their personal ideas too tightly. And, and, to ask, to, right. and to ask people for help and yeah. to ask people, you know, um, for, for their thoughts and ideas and be open to them. And, you know, <clears throat> I think, I think going to your artistic community um, yeah. and uh, home, you know, here at Drama Inc. and stuff and just 
you know, getting the support from that and building that is important. Um, yeah. But it, no, it's hard work producing this stuff. There's so many moving parts oh, yeah. and, um, but it's so cool. I just thank, thank goodness that I have Matt to do it. And he's really taken this right. on as the executive producer of this and really, um, he's the one who he's the the one who keeps the shit together let's let's be honest he really does and he's got so many um um he's got so many creative things that he's good at and then has this insane management business side and he's done all a lot of our um a lot of our videos and stuff like that he's edited oh nice yeah it's insane even our pitch video for seed and spark a well-balanced team then Yes. Yes. That's Although it can be hard, you know, living, working, and <laughs> sure, all that together. It's sure. a little, you might know a little I, bit about I that. I do. I do. I can totally relate. It can be a challenge. Yes. Yes. But that's so exciting. Yeah. So we've got actually um, this Friday, which will be June 7th, we launch tomorrow our, for everyone listening. Tomorrow we launch yeah. at noon Eastern, we launch our um, Seed and Spark fundraising Yay. campaign for our short film yes. so we're thrilled about it and i'll link to that in our show notes thank you so much yep. i love it yes well i'm trying to think is there anything else we haven't covered that we I should i mean i feel like we could ha- do a whole second episode oh on, wow on, i feel that's like a lot that's a lot of dusting i don't know well we'll come up with something else but in the meantime um how can people connect with you and support you and the projects that you're working on um across all social media i'm real R-E-A-L, Dustin Lewis, D-U-S-T-I-N-L-E-W-I-S. So yeah, that's on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. I just kept it kind of the same. Yeah, Um, yeah, so you guys can check him out on social media. And Um, Chipper Dog Productions. Chipper Dog Productions as well. Yes. Is is it Chipper Dog Prod? Yes, Chipper Dog Prod, at Chipper Dog Prod. And I think that's across the whole, like Instagram for sure. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get the official links in in the notes. There you go. That's good. That's it. Yeah, so we'll we'll get all those links down there. And um as well as his seed and spark for to dog productions for chance to dream. And I mean, if you want to see Dustin's work, you, most of his stuff is already out there. That's happened this year. Right. Um, I think, yeah, I don't think there's anything that's coming out right now. Anytime soon. Dynasty was the last thing. Okay. No. Hey, I'm, just, I'm sorry to think um, Ozark. Oh, if you want to see me, you see a lot of me in Ozark. <laughs> you see a lot of There's Dustin a lot of Dustin Ozark, Ozark, House of Cards. You can see him on all, all, all your favorite shows pretty much by this point. So <laughs> a lot of Dustin out there. Um, awesome. Great. Well, thank you so very much. Thanks for, taking for having the time. me. It's this was really, really fun. Good. I'm so glad. Man, oh, man. What an episode. So one of the things that I love and always take away from when I have class with Dustin and when I have conversations like this with him is that it really, there's so many ways that we can get in our own ways, both as actors and in our lives. And he always reminds me to do less and get out of my own way so that I can shine and do what I'm supposed to do. And that is just such a great reminder, I know for me, and I hope for you guys as well. Um, and that's so much of what preparation, not planning means. You know, you you want to be prepared. You want to do the work and make sure that you are equipped and have all the tools that you need to succeed. But at a certain point, if you are carrying around all your tool bags with you 24-7, you're going to be weighed down so much that you're not going to get to where you're going. And I think that's kind of the moral of the whole sentiment is it's great to have your tools. It's great to have your training and technique there for when you need them. But 
you don't always need to use all of it. And I think part of finding the balance for us in our work and in our lives is knowing when we need all that extra junk and when we don't. And so Dustin is great about explaining that and teaching that and living that in his own work as well. And I am just so thankful uh, to Dustin for taking the time to chat with me about this subject and to share some of his wisdom with all of us listening. Um, And I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. If you did, as always, please share with a friend who might also benefit from this episode. Uh, Throw us a few stars send us a comment. And as always, we love to connect. So if you have questions or comments or uh, suggestions for future episodes, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at it's a slate of mind or at my personal Instagram at Allison underscore Hazelden. And I would love to connect with you and chat with you uh, and celebrate you and your journey um, as part of this community. So that's all we have for today. Tune in next week. We have episode 14, and then we're almost done with season one. But don't worry, we will be back with season two in August, and you can expect more great interviews, more great stories, tips, tricks, and conversation sparking subjects. So that's all for us this week. Tune in next week. We'll see you then. Well, friends, that's it for this week's episode of It's a Slate of Mind. I'm Allison Hazelden, and thank you for joining us. See you next time.